My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. Okay, another very exciting guest coming on the show. You guys, Raphael, Raphael Eliasson. 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 You guys, I sometimes get tongue tied, and you already know that, but we'll just go along with it. Thank you for correcting me there, Raphael. You're good. Um, you know, names can be tough. <laughs> there we go. So you know, you guys. Raphael has an incredible story and I can't even wait to share it with you. I'll, I'm going to give you guys a quick little intro here, but he's got a very incredible story and I'll let him, you know, fill in these gaps. But he went from social anxiety to motivational speaker within six months of being a broke janitor to incredibly, incredibly successful entrepreneur. So, you know, Raphael, I know I kept it super, super brief, but I think there's no better person to hear this story from and how you went from that um, journey is it from a janitor to really diving into your passion and overcoming a lot of fears to becoming, you know, so successful today. Do you mind starting there? Let's go ahead and dive in right there. How did you do it? What were the feelings during the way? And I mean, what are you up to now? Yeah, it really all started. Um, I was just so sick and tired. You know, I was playing video games all day. I was really overweight. I had a job that I didn't enjoy at all. It felt embarrassing. You know, my old school teachers seeing me working there and I just thought, is this really all there is for me? I was depressed. I thought, life isn't really going to get much better. It's all kind of pointless. But it got to a breaking point and I decided enough is enough. I'm going to do something about it. I'm not going to sit here and be a victim anymore. I want change. And so the only person who can really make my life different is me. I have to make a decision. I have to commit. And I went from all the bad habits to recording a video every single day for six months, reading personal development books, investing in courses, programs, coaching, going to seminars, right? So all the good habits that everyone hears about in the self-improvement entrepreneurship world, I did it and it paid off about six months of working on it every single day. I got my first client and I was just happy to the moon and back, just the widest smile, the happiest kid. I thought, wow, this is possible. I can actually do something I love for a living. There's no way, right? This can't be real. And six months after that, I was already doing six figures. I mean, it felt like a different life. I couldn't even relate back. All of a sudden, I was just happy. My relationships were much better. My fitness went up and improved a lot. I started playing sports competitively. Just every area of my life drastically improved. And it all came from mindset shifts, really just deciding, committing that this is what I want, following through, and then daily habits, just sticking to it no matter what. I remember recording a video every day, even if I was sick and coughing and my throat hurt, right? It's the perfect excuse. My throat is sore. I can't talk. It's going to sound bad. Did it anyway. You know, when I wasn't happy and I was having a bad day, I did it anyway. And I just kept going. And yeah, the reward was just so well beyond worth it. I couldn't have imagined that such simple little things could lead to great successes. So it was quite a journey. 
Absolutely incredible. I mean, and you're so passionate, you know, at the time when you did this, it wasn't as popular, right? You know, the online business building world. And so that's a huge leap of faith. You know, I'm sure there was a lot of people being like, um, you should go to school and get a, a different career or a job. You know, that's how a lot of us grew up as, you know, the normal thing to do. Um, but the fact that you followed that passion and you made such a incredible business out of it and are so successful from it and you are living a better life in every aspect every aspect in your life honestly like health mental mindset you know and then the the dollars are just flowing in now right so it's incredible how much that mindset shift can change your entire reality really absolutely yeah i couldn't agree more i mean Definitely a ton of criticism in the beginning, especially because it wasn't normal to run an online right. coaching business back when I started. That was weird. And no, that's not going to work. Like, who's going to buy stuff from you? You're just a 19-year-old kid with no experience. And, and that's mm -hmm. kind of true because when I started, I didn't really have the knowledge. I wasn't certified, but I was just really passionate. So I was just learning, reading books, you know, taking courses, paying for coaching myself. And I learned so much from it. I realized I don't have to be the world's greatest expert. I just have to be able to help people. And as long as I get them results, they'll be happy to pay. So I would start clients on like a trial basis, show them what I was capable of, show them what kind of impact it would make in their life. You know, that type of stuff, it really, when you make an impact in a person's life, when you, they see positive growth and change, then they go, well, obviously the proof is in the pudding. So I think as much criticism as I received, it was kind of justified. And I think it's difficult to take that because- it's fair, right? A little bit of pressure mm -hmm. to say, go get a job, do something reasonable, go make money, live a good life. You don't have to do this weird stuff. But I was just stubborn as all hell. And I decided I'm going to do it. There's no way I'm backing down. Like, this is what I want. And yeah, I think that can be a good quality if you take it seriously and you follow through. But of course, if you just spin your wheels, you don't get help. You kind of try at it on your own. You don't figure out the right strategy and approach Then you can waste a lot of time. And uh, I'm probably a little bit guilty of that too in the beginning. You know, now, of course, it's it's been over eight years. I've coached over 700 clients, 800 clients almost. And uh, my life is vastly different from when I started and my skill level, of course. But I remember that feeling of the uncertainty. Like, is this... Mm -hmm. even a thing can I do it and I think now people have a lot more proof and evidence and it's a little bit easier to say okay this is what I want let me gather all the evidence that it's possible and people have done it before me why can't I exactly if someone else can do it so can you right um you know you mentioned business results um or uh, from what I understand you're you were getting at you know when you changed and you made those shifts in your life in all the aspects changed uh, in a more po positive matter, uh, manner, you know, how is that like working through say trauma and healing? How does that, can you dive into that? Cause I think you have a lot of value to add behind that. How did that change a lot of things in your life and, and how did you go about doing it? And is that something you're teaching now as well to the people that you're working with? Let's dive into the, the healing part throughout the journey as well. Yeah, it's a really great question, actually. I think a lot of people don't see this in the entrepreneurship space because it's hustle culture, push yourself, go do the work, right? If you just do the work, you'll get results. Don't be lazy. But in reality, I think there's more to it than that. If you're not following through, if you're not doing the work, if you're getting in your own way, if you're self-sabotaging, chances are there's something that's not right in your psychology. 
And that was definitely the case for me. I thought, oh, I'm just lazy or, oh, I'm just, you know, this type of guy. I don't have the talent for it. Maybe something like that. But really, I had anxiety and depression and a lot of fear and self-doubt and very much so insecure. And I think when you're coming at it with that baggage, it's so much more difficult. Imagine going on a great hike up a massive mountain and you've got a backpack and it weighs 100 tons. I mean, you're not even going to take a step. So if you have all this tension that you're carrying around with you, everything that you try to do becomes way more difficult than it needs to be. And I often say it, this isn't my quote, I won't take credit for it, but with clients, it's you, know, you have personal problems that reflect in your business. It's not that you have a business problem. For example, generating leads or driving volume and traffic, all doable. Running ads, right? This isn't difficult. The technical steps are not that hard. Anybody can learn the technical steps, but it's self-doubt, getting in your own way, the wrong kind of thinking. That's usually where we end up cutting ourselves short. And what most people don't realize is it's not because you lack technical ability or the ability to learn or execute the skill. Typically, very, very often, it's an emotional issue. It's a charge or some kind of resistance that you have, either the fear of success or fear of failure. Very commonly, it'll be fear of judgment, right? Imagine if you grow too much and everybody gets to know about you and now there's this pressure. And secretly, right. a lot of people don't want that, even though they say they do. So I think that deep inner work diving in, realizing, okay, what's going on in my psyche? Like, how do I really feel about myself? Do I really want what I say I want? And is it meaningful and fulfilling to me? And then in addition to that, like, what's holding me back? What are my biggest internal obstacles instead of just the external ones? Because it's easy to go, oh, I don't have enough sales volume or revenue. Sure, great. We can, we can increase that, right? We can work on the technicalities of that. And that's important when you work with entrepreneurs, very much so, mm -hmm. not to take away from it, but... At the same time, if you self-sabotage, you could drive all these potential clients, customers, you can drive all this traffic and then you just, you're not good at converting because you're choking and there's some kind of resistance point. So there's a lot of different ways that that plays out, I think, in people's businesses. But usually what you find is that they're getting in their own way more than the actual problem, right? The opportunity or the way that they need to solve it usually isn't as difficult as you make it seem with the way that you kind of block yourself. So I was definitely doing that. And when I worked through those things, wow, all of a sudden, everything becomes a whole lot easier. No kidding. I, I love that. And you mentioned like when you work through those things, I'm sure on the outside and in the inside, you're feeling so much more happiness and which impacts the performance of your job. Like you said, um, I mean, one, you're getting more confident, right? You're, you're, you know, we, a lot of us, I'm sure had, limiting beliefs behind everything and you know uncertainty like you said and what would you say was the number one thing you did to overcome that was it just the diving into like you know investing in yourself and into coaching and learning and reading books and working on that mindset or was there a certain thing that you would say was your number one big turnaround for you when it came combination to combination of quite a few things definitely yeah like you're mentioning they're all all of the above you know really it's a collection of it I don't think one thing will solve it but I think some form of therapy or coaching where somebody else is reflecting and helping you work through that process makes it way way easier than trying to do it on your own because when you're caught up in first person perspective right you don't have that bird's eye view you can't zoom out so it's, uh, they often say if you are inside the picture you can't see the frame right? It's really difficult to look kind of outside yourself and what's really going on. And when somebody comes in and goes, hey, look, you have tension here. Hey, you have a limiting belief here about money or wealth or 
you're afraid of scaling or hiring people because you think they're not going to be as good as you at doing the job and therefore you're stuck, right? Who knows what it might be, but it's a good example. And I think when you do personal development through books and courses and seminars, it's wonderful, but definitely I would say if I had to pick one, it would be working with somebody in some format where it's direct one-on-one, you know, it's very just intimate right. and you can get to the root of the issue and really personalize exactly the breakthrough that needs to happen. Because sometimes it's about crying and sometimes it's about screaming and sometimes it's about realizing that you're still mad at your parents because they didn't believe in you, right? It could be anything. But yeah. I think if you don't let go of that and you carry it with you, oh, it's just so much more. How do you grow? Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. How do you grow? Thanks for sharing that, Raphael. Now, I kind of wanted to also dive into another topic, and it it's a little bit different than what we've been talking about, but it might lead to the same conversation at some point. I'm not sure, but let's dive into it. You know, burnout and glass ceilings. How do you feel about that as an entrepreneur with, with the roller coaster ride that we often <laughs> go on? Let's talk about glass ceilings and burnout. Absolutely. I think again, the hustle culture comes in or this belief that you have to work really hard. It's very dominant. And I definitely bought into that. I used to coach for almost 80 hours a week. And I thought that's the right thing to do. I really bought into the idea that the quicker I get my 10,000 hours, the quicker everybody will see me as this, you know, really elite level coach, who's the best of the best, you know, at a very young age, I've accomplished this, look at me. And, uh, Oh, it was mm-hmm. a pretty cool idea to get some momentum, maybe to get motivated, right? Like, oh, look at me, I'm going to push myself, I'm going to be the best. I think that can be healthy to some degree, but then it's not sustainable to coach for no. 80 hours a week. That's not going to do any good. The quality will go down. That's one thing. So I definitely hindered myself. And I would say I let my clients down a little bit at that time too, because I really thought pushing myself more and more and more, I strained my voice to the point where I could barely talk. So we're not talking about a little bit of a sore throat here. I mean, I had to whisper and I could barely... I had to take days off where I couldn't say a word. And that was the only way I could recover. I had RSI in my wrist because I would take so many notes with clients. I would write down everything. So I was just wrecking my body at the expense, you know, of myself and for what? So that I could get to a target, to a number quicker so I could feel good about myself. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm literally paying the price of not feeling good so that I can what? Overcome a self-esteem issue. And like I said, it does link into what we talked about before. Right. Everything kind of does. Exactly. Right. Internal trauma drives you to take all this action to think like, oh, I'm going to be great. And then you get there and you realize, oh, I paid the price of my health. And now I feel like crap and I can barely function. And I had to take, you know, quite a break and step back and really scale back heavily. And so my income suffered, but it did one amazing thing, perspective. And then automation, using systems, getting leverage, because I realized just working more is probably not the best way to get wealthy and to serve people at the highest capacity. I found that mm-hmm. when I was sharp, well-rested, taking care of myself, of course, right. I would perform better, you know? And I think that's obvious when you think about it from that angle, but it's so easy to get caught in the trap and just burn yourself out and you realize too late. And by that time, you need to really step back and recover and it can be quite taxing and difficult mindset wise too because in your psychology you think like am I weak is there something wrong with me when in all reality it's just like unreasonable demand that you're loading on to yourself I'd say most entrepreneurs who are really really successful wealthy long term 
it comes from sustainability, you know, managing their time well, being optimized, taking care of themselves, having great relationships, and uh, doing things that refuel them and recharge them, right? So they can be really effective at their work. I think that's yeah. more important than how many hours did you put in last week? A hundred percent. And we often, you know, as entrepreneurs, we go from really high expectations on ourselves, right? And pressure and like you said, your, your performance then suffers if you're overdoing it, right? How are you supposed to really perform well when you, you know, barely slept the other night or you're just overdoing it, right? I actually just spoke to someone who takes a trip every, I think six weeks, she goes somewhere and just for the weekend on her own, and she will just literally take care of herself and she can really think then she's not working but she's just you know pampering herself she's seeing the world she's hiking she's maybe she's doing a spa day and whatever it might be it would probably look different to every uh, entrepreneur if they did that right um but whatever makes you feel whole and then she comes back and she's like 10 times more effective at work she's still working less hours but making more money you know but she really took that time out to work on herself and give herself that pampering too, right? So not even, it doesn't have to be pampering, but just stepping away, right? Gathering your thoughts. You know, a lot of that can help with focus and, and um, you know, really get you on track with, okay, where am I going? And taking a step back from the business. And um, I think it's needed. I, I really do. Absolutely. Yeah. It helps with perspective. It resets your mind. Mm -hmm. I think your energy gets refueled and then exactly like you said, it's way easier to do the work. I mean, imagine if you have to build an ad campaign or you have to do customer, uh, potential client reach out or any kind of like right. business activity or hiring, right? Interviewing. And I think it's so easy to, to get tempted into the idea, okay, if I spend more hours on this, it'll be higher quality. No, if you feel better while doing it, you're probably going to get things done in an hour that otherwise might've taken you three, four, five hours. So it's not about there the amount go. of time. It's the quality of input in that time. And especially to scale as an entrepreneur. Wow. It goes very quickly from how hard can you work? How much effort do you put in to how well are you thinking? How good are you, you know, how good is your decision-making process? That's ultimately what it's going to come down to. And that can improve not through putting in more work, but through sharpening your ax, right? So the best way to think about it, I think is that famous old story where, you know, if you could cut down the tree, would you like to spend five hours with a rusty old ax that is just going to be a nightmare? Or would you like a really well-treated, you know, polished ax, a sharpened ax, really, that's going to take the tree down in less than an hour? It's an easy, obvious choice when you think about it like that. But in entrepreneurship, it's easy to stand at the tree and just try and ax away. And six hours later, you're out of breath and you're exhausted and you're screaming for help when instead you could have taken the time to prepare better, plan better, optimize things. Yeah. And controlling your schedule, having good breaks, uh, restoration time is crucial. I agree. I love how you mentioned the sharpened axe. Yes, it's huge. It, it, it's crucial. It truly is. It is. So tell me a little bit more about your podcast. I know it's a huge hit and very, very successful. Now, what were your intentions behind it and where is it at today? Yeah, so I think it's pretty funny with the podcast, actually. I was just doing YouTube and, you know, we thought 
why not throw this up on uh, Spotify and iTunes? Might as well, you know, why not? It's not that much extra work. We're already making all this content. Let's distribute it on some other channels as well. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we did that for one year and we weren't even paying attention to the stats really, but I kept getting clients coming through and a lot of attention and just tons of messages and people being thankful saying, wow, you changed my life. I listened to this episode. I thought, wow, okay, something's happening here. This is this is quite a bit, actually. And then we looked at the analytics, and before you know it, it's like 10,000 plays per episode, and things are just flying, and it went from zero to really successful fast. And I didn't expect it. I didn't spend the marketing budget on it. I didn't really do anything to try to make it blow up. It kind of just happened organically. Uh, but I guess years of making content, already publishing it on other platforms, it makes you pretty decent at what you do and so when you transfer that to a different platform that there's an opportunity on it can work pretty well and I think my timing was good it was in the personal development space and that's my expertise and so I think there was there was room and there was an audience and a demand and so right place right time it's what they say you know opportunity really meeting yeah. preparation that's that's luck and then all of a sudden you don't even realize how quickly things can take off so that's how it happened and it's been incredible since then, you know, we've been running for years and just continuously episodes every week. Amazing audience, just really, really grateful. Love it. Absolutely love it. Now tell me a little bit about, you know, what, what's going on in, within the business right now? What is your number one focus coming up? Tell me where you're at with that. Yeah. So I think the main focus and attention that I'm giving and where I'm really placing most of my energy at the moment is with my one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I have clients who own pretty large companies and I have profit sharing with them, but I'm also still taking on new clients who are in early startup phase or, you know, bootstrapping even. I just, I'm a little bit selective because I get quite some demand, like over 50 applications um, mm -hmm. a week right now. And it's, it's kind of crazy. But what I found is that, you know, I, I have to be careful with who I work with. So I only really take clients who I think are going to be a great fit because I want everybody to be really, really successful. I want them to thrive. So there's quite a vetting process for that to make sure that who I work with is going to get results because I want them to be extremely happy. And my track record, I'm very proud of the people that I work with. I treat them like family. I have clients that I've worked with where I've flown out to their country, to their home. I stay with them. I'm coaching them in person. I'm helping them build and scale their business. But not only that, and I'm in their house and like we're working on their marriage and just holistic full life transformation improvement. So I'm very invested with the people that I work with. I care a lot. I go deep and it's not just, you know, hey, here's another client, here's another client. And right. uh, yeah, it's very meaningful to me. So that's kind of how I think about it and my approach. But yeah, currently most of my attention goes on my one-on-one -on -one clients. I used to run the group program and have things more at scale, but I found that my best impact comes from really investing into people and going, taking them very, very far, especially people who I see a lot of potential in, who I think can really thrive. They just need somebody to support them, hold them accountable, help them see their blind spots, improve the things, you know, that they're weak at and maybe bring in a team and train those people as well. So I have a lot of passion and, and obviously skill in that because I've been doing it for a long time, but that's where most of my attention goes. And then we do the podcast obviously, and we do the content, but yeah, most of my, my energy goes into just treating my clients, one. making sure they're crushing it. I love this. And I, it's the best because you had mentioned, you know, that's what you worked on within yourself, all areas of life. And like, because you care so deeply about your customers or sorry, your clients, 
you're willing to fly down there and work on marriage, work on this, work it. Like that is, if that is not an inspiration, I don't know what is. That's incredible. You know, you really truly care. And I think that'll come, you know, even though you said you scaled back, I think that's going to tenfold truly because you are, you're very, you're selective with who you're working with and you want to literally make basically a life-changing experience for them long-term. And I think by doing that one-on-one and really going all in, in all areas, I think that will definitely pay off. Right. Which it clearly already has (laughs) for you. So. Yeah, no, I'm incredibly grateful. It's also the fact that I get to work with people who have great talent, ability, skill, right? It's not all me. Mm -hmm. I'm not the star player. I'm the support character. That's how I kind of position myself and I think my best role. And really, I help people who are stars really thrive and be at their best. And, you know, I've worked with professional athletes before. I worked with people who are, you know, starring in movies and I think big celebrities as well. And, And what I find is with entrepreneurs, that's my greatest passion because when you build a business, you make a positive impact in the world, you do something that's meaningful and changes a lot of people's lives. There's nothing more rewarding than being behind the scenes, helping somebody like that really be at their best so that they can do that service for the world. And I love that. And it just lights me up. I'm extremely passionate about it. I mean, what's funny for me too, is probably around the time I was 23, 24, I made some really good decisions in investing. And uh, I got to a point where I could just be financially independent and free for the rest of my life. So I never had to take another client. I never had to work anymore. I didn't have to run my business. And I really thought about it. Like, should I shut this down and just live off of my portfolio and just invest? Because I seem to be pretty good at it. Why not just do that? Right. have to talk to people, don't have to help people and do all this work. But there is no way I tried it for like two weeks. And I just thought this is boring. I love working with people. What? (sighs) There's nothing more fun. So I was laying on the beach and I, I realized like, what this isn't more fun than coaching a client. This isn't more fun than working with somebody in person or working with them online, helping them scale, helping them do something incredible. There's nothing more rewarding to me. So I went back and yeah, it's been, (laughs) it's been great. I'm very happy. And I think that, yeah, when you're doing something you love stopping or retiring for any reason, even especially very young, when you have a lot of energy and a lot to give it, it's just silly. So yeah. Right. Right. Weird face and got out of it. You never funny. work a day in your life when you're, you know, passionate about it. So exactly. I love that. Oh, love. I'm it's, so it's happy. Joy. Pleasure. I'm so happy that you continued with it because you are changing lives and it's, we need people like that out there. So Raphael, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on my show and add such value. Now, if anyone is looking to, you know, connect with you, maybe reach out to you, maybe work on, uh, work with you, what would be the best way to go ahead and, you know, connect? Yeah. So I think the best way to go about it is probably just to check out the podcast on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you like to listen. Um, just typing in my name, Raphael Eliasson, we'll find it pretty quickly. And from there, if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, there's a whole application process for that, like I said, but the opportunity is there for the right person so they can reach out. But through the podcast would be the easiest way to start and to find me and kind of discover what I'm all about and the content that I share weekly. And I think even if we never work together, that's what I love about the podcast. It makes such a positive impact. It reaches so many people and the audience is incredible. And I get so much positive feedback and so many messages. And I'm just grateful to be able to provide that value into the world and to make that impact. Because I remember when I was depressed and anxious and barely felt like a desire to live. And I know how much it can mean if you listen to the right thing at the right time, how much it can change your life. So 
I just love putting that out there and I hope that people listen to it and get value from it and that it makes their life better. Thank you so much, Raphael. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day um, to come on and share all this value with, with everyone. Um, it was a true pleasure. So thank you again. I really appreciate it too. It's really fun. Great interview. Just great. super good flow and very enjoyable. So I appreciate Amazing. it. Thank you. Amazing. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on just like Raphael did today, tell us about your story. Let's talk about the podcast, talk about the business, and you know, tell us a little bit of your area of expertise. Please go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Raphael. Catch you on the next episode, everyone. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.